Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Paul Winans, a consultant and facilitator for Remodelers Advantage. As you know, most work requires more than one person to get it done. Effective communication is critical to the success of the enterprise. Well, today, Paul is going to share how to be a better communicator, how to talk about an uncomfortable issue, and how to make it less likely that everyone gets frustrated. All that and more in just a minute. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Yes, you are. Woohoo! So, you know what? Communication. Everybody's got to learn how to communicate better. Don't you think? I mean, don't you think it'd be a benefit to everybody? What, you mean we're not just born with it? Yeah, well, no. It's not like Maybelline? <laughs> like Maybelline? Don't you remember those commercials? Maybe she's born with it. Oh, Maybe it's yeah. No, I forgot those uh. commercials. But no, we're not like Maybelline. We're not born with the <laughs> skill to communicate properly or effectively. Now, you know, don't you think that, you know, everybody, like whether you're talking to your coworker, whether you're talking to your spouse or you're talking to your kids, it's all about communication. And the better we are at it, the better our lives will be all the way around, just think. I can definitely improve, <laughs> especially with my kids. Yeah? Why do you I, say that? Oh, because I... It's like, dude, sometimes I just think they don't hear me talking. (laughs) I I think I've gone mute. It's selective hearing, I think that's And I think that goes, uh, well, that probably goes for you as well when I speak. (laughs) I always listen to every word you say, Mark. (laughs) Well, I definitely want to hear what Paul has to say. I'm going to be paying all kinds of attention today. All right. Well, let's dive in. Paul Winans and his wife, Nina, owned a remodeling company for 30 years, living and working together, selling the company in 2007. Paul continues to work in the industry today as a consultant, writer, and facilitator for Remodelers Advantage Roundtables. As a facilitator, Paul works with our clients, whether they're husband-wife teams, whether they're partners, whether they're siblings, whether they're unrelated business partners or owners and staff, to help them improve every aspect of their communication. So I'm excited to have him here with us today. Hey, welcome, Paul. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Mark. Hey, Paul. You know, it's you, been pretty entertaining so far. <laughs> Glad to I hear that. I, can, I hope I can keep the standard up. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to. We'll, we'll help you along. But you know, you okay. are actually the master of communicating. So it's us that are going to have to keep the standard up because you've had a lot of practice, right? Not only you know as a facilitator, but you know, you got to do all that communicating then as a consultant, and soon to be the leader in the couples retreat that's coming up that you and Nina are sharing, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have to model the behavior that we're suggesting to people that they use, mm-hmm. which sometimes there's a gap, right? I, I can imagine. When, yeah. When you are putting yourself out there as someone who's able to do this effectively, and, you know, the standards are higher. And Nina and I being human, <laughs> we're not perfect at it, just like everybody else. But and you, 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 you got to focus on what what is really bringing you success, right? Mm-hmm. You obviously, you figured out something if you work together for 30 years. And we know from running these roundtable programs for, geez, lots of years, that that can be a real problem when couples aren't on the same page. We see it. 
right? In in their interactions in our groups that they yes, have problems. Yes, it makes for some very uncomfortable roundtable meetings. Mm-hmm. When the only time that a couple effectively is working on their communication skills is in a room with 10 plus other people over the course of three days, makes for a very long meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul, so yeah. with all these meetings and, and you, all the interactions you see, what, what have you noticed any um, common stumbling points or, or common errors or mistakes that, that they're making when communicating? Well, Mark, one of the things that I've noticed is that oftentimes when people are working, not really taking responsibility for being a better communicator, they're focused on being heard. Mm -hmm. They're not focused on listening. Right. So it's all about them. It's all about the point they're trying to get out there and the level of frustration increases at, you know, you can watch it happen minute by minute as the person is not getting their point across to the person they're trying to communicate with. And being heard is not really a great touch point for successful communication. Listening really well tends to reduce stress, makes it so the other person feels important, uh, that their point of view is seriously considered as opposed to dismissed it is you know it's very easy to say this it's very easy to say do this it's extremely hard when one has spent most of their life in a position of authority inside a company and is used to having what they said being kind of the word uh, as opposed to being more collaborative and listening to what people have to say. So what are some of the simple changes that people can make to be better communicators? One of the things that they can do, Victoria, is simply ask people, how effective am I at communicating? Literally? What do you think? I, literally, ask. You know, so you, you know, if you never ask your people anything, it's going to be a difficult ask mm-hmm. because they're going to say, what's the landmine? What is this a trap? Mm-hmm. Now, why are why am I being asked these questions? Why are they going to be held against me? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. My answers, you know, I got to be really careful here. Mm-hmm. So one way to put it is say, look, as as you know, as a coworker, I mean, and, and frankly, Nina and I, I we did something like this exercise, like what you know, what what do I do? that makes me effective when I'm trying to communicate with you? And what do I do that unintentionally just kind of drives you crazy mm-hmm. when I'm trying to communicate with you? And struggle to understand, you know, your, your partner, your significant others, your employees' point of view about what drives them crazy mm-hmm. about how you're naturally communicating. You know, for instance, this is, What happens in our work life together is we're different people, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, this is, this is not just work. This is like living together as a couple. We've been married 42 years and lived together for several years before that. And we still look forward to seeing each other, uh, the next day, right? (laughs) Which it, and it takes work to make it work. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm a really fast-paced person. I not one for a whole bunch of social niceties like, "How are you doing, Paul?" Like that. That means I'm closer to being dead. <laughs> I, I really want to get to the point quickly. I also process information quickly, which doesn't mean accurately. It typically means I miss a lot of stuff. <laughs> so you know, part of being an effective communicator is to get honest about stuff you know about yourself, but you really don't want other people, you don't like it when other people point it out to you, mm-hmm. you know, and lay that out on the table. I need help. Nina is slower paced. She likes research. I hate research. I mm-hmm. can't stand it. She makes our lives better because she likes research. Uh, she will consider multiple possibilities where I want, I want three, three choices let me pick one. If not, let me show me another three choices if I don't like one of those. So I have to, I know that if I want to communicate with Nina about something that's really important in my mind, I cannot go to her and say, Nina, let's talk right now. I got this thing I'm putting out on the table. I have to say, Nina, are you busy? Is this a good time to talk? If not, when would be a good time to talk? And I've made some notes about what I'd like to talk about. Could I give them to you, <laughs> take a look at them, and then let me know when's a good time to talk, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that's hard. It's hard for me because I really just want to get it done. But if I force my preferred way of communication onto Nina, just a brick wall comes up mm-hmm. because she she – she's not going to be in a good position to be a good communicator without her style being respected and honored. That was a huge lesson for me to learn. And I'm still working on it. Well, there you go, because that's what I'm I'm wondering. Like, it seems like it's constantly an effort in improvement because, I mean, how long does it take? I mean, it's just your natural way of being. So you're trying to go against what you want to do. Well, that see, Mark, that's that's the opportunity in, to say, you know, it's like red-haired people have a short temper. <laughs> that's because the, that's because of the way they're, you know, it just comes with a territory. Right. The fact of the matter is, most of what we do is based on habits. Be, they're not, and it's not necessarily because the choices are effective. It's just they're familiar, mm-hmm. even if we know it's going to blow up takes a lot for us to make a different choice. So, you know, particularly with a spouse, particularly with a really valued coworker, uh, you know, with a child, you're, you have a lot at stake here. There's a lot at play. And for, you know, I had to set aside, well, this is the way I am, right? No, I'm not being as effective as I would like to be. And I don't want to be remembered as somebody who was moving so fast that they were off-putting to Mm -hmm. many of the people that I was working with. I don't, but living with, being with, and slow down, proceed at a slightly different pace, focus less on being heard and more on listening. And that opens doors to communication that I didn't even know existed. You know, I can see that it's very natural 
to think about that or, or it, it makes more sense to to think about that when you're dealing with a spouse. I can see where some business owners might be thinking, I don't need to change my style for an employee. They're an employee. Come on, get on board. If I need something now, I need something now. You adapt. What do you think? Uh, you'll cycle through a lot of people, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because, uh, you know, and the way it goes, particularly with crazy entrepreneur types who typically are, you know, driven, fast-paced, most of the people who provide the fulfillment in a, a remodeling company are, and this is not a standard rule or anything, but they're slower paced. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they want to follow the rules. They don't want to break them. And those people, they might not come in and say, look, I quit. They might just not show up one day <laughs> for some reason because they don't, they, it's uncomfortable for them to deal with confrontation where the entrepreneur uh, to some degree, and this is a broad overstatement, sort of lives for confrontation, right? Mm-hmm. They might, they're comfortable putting difficult questions out there, not necessarily comfortable dealing with the answers or lack of answers that they get. Uh, how do I know this is true? We ran, I drove many really good people away from our company because I did not know how to adapt to be able to help them give us the really good stuff that they had to bring to the table as an employee. So, okay, here's, here's where I get a little lost on this. It's, this is really cool, but at some point you're going to know whether you are or not that you're right and they're wrong. <laughs> so, so, right. So, so how do you do that? about well, that's what I'm saying. So, so how does this work? So, it's great. I'm I'm being compassionate. I'm I'm doing things your way, but I still need to get my point across to you because I need you to understand that you're wrong. So, how do you argue effectively and still fall into this? Well, the best place to have an argument like that, Mark, is in a closet by yourself. <laughs> okay. Because. Nobody else is interested in hearing what you have to say, well, except for you. Yeah, because that's usually what I'm Because if you go into an interaction focusing on getting your point across, you're, you're doomed. Okay. You have to focus on understanding what the other person's point is. So, so is it really even... slowing down and asking a lot of questions? Not questions like, "Why do you think your point of view, which is inherently stupid, is a good one?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I have to. I I'm really I'm working hard to understand here, and if some things are popping up in my mind. Uh, what's why you know? I want to understand how this point is as valid as I hear you saying it is. Can you give me some reasons, please? Mm-hmm. So you make it an I message, and it's your struggle right? As the person who's struggling to understand, as opposed to Jane, you stupid, ignorant, whatever, you know, like Saturday Night Live, you know, because all of a sudden is whenever, when anybody hears you, why do you think this is a good idea? What has happened in their mind? This wall has gone up. Mm -hmm. The defenses are up. And your job as an effective communicator is to get those walls down 
Now, and, and see, when I'm facilitating, this is, this can be difficult because uh, I, if I'm a good facilitator, basically I speak very little. The more a facilitator speaks, the more they color the conversation unconsciously. You know, it's why when you're asking questions of some of a spouse, child, somebody you work with, you have to be careful of not inserting your point of view into the questions you're struggling to understand. And what in facilitating, when you can wait and see if other members in the peer group bring up the same issue with a with a novel way of looking at it that maybe is similar to your point of view as a facilitator, the the member whose focus time it is is more likely to value the other member's point of view higher than they would have if the facilitator just jumped in and mm-hmm. delivered their point of view. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some business owners are, like you, faster-paced, quick-to-make-decisions, you don't need a lot of information to make those decisions. You'd like to move quickly. But there's a lot of business owners who are that slower paced as well. They like to deliberate. They like to do research. They want those I's dotted and T's crossed. So you gave us an example of how you have to adapt to the slower paced, but how can the slower paced adapt to the faster-paced employees they might have? The production manager who comes in, wants to go, 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 and you want more information. Very good point, Victoria. Uh, well, any any there's some practices that can be used which will kind of normalize that fast, slow pace uh, sort of controversy contradiction that can make companies be stuck. One is let's agree what we're going to focus on as a company: activity or results, which makes money for the company. Mm-hmm. So you establish a foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Activity doesn't make money for the company. Results right. do. People right. pay for a completed remodel. They say they love the guys. They also love it when they finally leave. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? So a completed remodel, a decision made, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Completed remodel, making a decision. Both those benefit from date by when. Right. Mm-hmm. So you you need to do research. Understood. Let's set up when we're going to be meeting next to have the decision in front of us, Miss Owner or Mister Owner. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is where being open and honest about your natural ways of dealing things, dealing with things, as opposed to the ways that might be more effective. If you, as an owner, say yes, I am slower paced. Yes, I need to make, I need to have time to think about things. I need to do research. And I recognize that I'm slowing down our, the, our ability to deliver things the way our company really needs to. How can we work together to make it so I'm not being so slow? I'm not negatively affecting the company. Just the way somebody who's faster paced can say, how can I? you slow me down so that you don't go running off thinking what I just threw out as a casual comment is what should be done. And then I come and I look at the job and I'm saying, why did you do this? 
and you're telling me you said to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Being open and honest about the strengths of the way that you tend to naturally approach things and your the weaknesses, the opportunities that your natural way of communicating, being in the world hinders the company. That gives the people working with you the, the ability to help you manage yourself to become a better communicator. So, Paul, uh, we, we don't yes, have Mark. we don't have it's going to take three days to get into all this stuff. So I just want you to give me, Mark, one. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that probably I hope have this issue. But maybe you could give me one pointer or tip. I have an issue of nonverbal communication. <laughs> Where I, and I don't even think I know I'm doing it, but I'll just I'll roll an eye or I'll kind of look away, you know, just like have these physical reactions to things that just utterly disgust me. <laughs> right? And then I find out later, yeah. it's like, man, you're just wearing your emotions on your face. So do you have any tips for that? Like, and again, I know we don't have four days on this issue, but. Right. Uh, you, you know. One of the business books that I really like a lot is Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Yes. And it's a fable, you know, about a management team and an interim CEO coming in. And do you remember Mikey mm-hmm. in, from that book? Mm-hmm. Mikey was the marketing person. Really mm-hmm. good. Super smart. Very fast paced. And every company meeting, she did exactly what you're talking about, Mark. Mm-hmm. Rolled her eyes. She wouldn't say a word. A lot of times, but everyone knew what she thought. And it wasn't typically that, boy, I think that's the best idea in the world. It was more, you stupid, ignorant person. Why did you bring that up? Right? Right. So one of the things you can do, particularly with your kids and your family, is to, if you're going to have a significant conversation, just put it, just say say to your kids, because I bet you they could do this, or your wife would even do it, uh, it's just set up, you know, why don't you just have a, one of your phones set up? And, uh, you know, I, I got to go to the bathroom before we talk, you know, mm-hmm. crank that phone on. And then do something, get some of the videoing going, and then finally get into the conversation. You've forgotten you're being videoed. And then watch the video. Hmm. Watch it with your family, <laughs> Right. It would be very entertaining. Oh, share oh, it. Share it, it on be. the RA website, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be entertaining. I promise you that. <laughs> See, because somebody telling you you rolled your eyes is just the beginning of a journey. That usually you is have... followed by me rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, you're not, when one rolls their eyes, the likelihood that they're, uh, are not an effective member of the communication dyad or triad. They're, they're just visiting and mm-hmm. they're going to go away and think the same things because that they did before they entered the communication session because they're convinced they're right as opposed to really struggling to be effectively communicating with other people. Hmm. Very interesting. So what were some of the elements that made your work life, your work life life with Nina effective? We, we met weekly or over lunch, you know, typically at this Chinese restaurant where they were putting the miso soup out 
in front of you as you sat down. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't going to be two hours of meeting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it was a half an hour. And it was a time, and we did this every week. Every week, same day, you know, depending on if I was around or not. And we would collect things that we wanted to talk about, which were not really appropriate to talk about in the office. So we had that to look forward to, Victoria. That was, that's something that a lot of people don't do. Mm -hmm. They typically only meet when there's an issue of consequence to be discussed, mm -hmm. typically bad about mm -hmm. bad things. Mm -hmm. So the idea of meeting has all these negative connotations. If you're doing it regularly, that makes it be less loaded when you do meet. And Great. you can talk about things that are really hard to talk about. Then you've had practice talking in general with one another on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. We would also meet on a personal level. Uh, we met monthly. To, we kept a budget. We still do. We'd review progress to date. And the budget wasn't really supposed so much of a constraint as a way of uh, forcing us helping us looking forward to the future about for us travel is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So what trips are we going to take this year? How much is it going to cost? How do we factor that into the budget? Do we postpone that trip, one of these trips to the next year? Will we, do we have any slack in terms of what we're doing between these big trips? Who are we going to be visiting when? That kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And focus those regular conversations about our personal life were very important. Annually, we would put together one-year, five-year, 10-year, and 20-year goals. And they would be really mundane. Like uh, one, one was go out to the movies, I don't know, once every two weeks, whatever. Uh, others were, you know, travel internationally by the time, by our 25th wedding anniversary. Uh, doing Doing these types of exercises and that's the right word because it builds muscles that you you don't naturally have by doing these types of exercises you practice communicating talking about difficult things talking looking to the future as opposed to always focused on the past and literally and figuratively getting on the same page together mm -hmm, mm -hmm. paul so i know you have a really cool tool for our listeners for, for improving their communication that you're going to share. But before you do, you ready for the lightning round? Sure. All right, let's do this. And now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. Put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? I mentioned five dysfunctions of a team, Mark. The one that made the biggest difference for me was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Mm. Why? I read it personally, and uh, the, the habit begin with the end in mind, and this whole, the whole chapter opens with you walk into a memorial service and you see these people that you recognize and you go up to the front and you're in the coffin. And what do you want these people to be saying at your memorial service? That was that had more impact on me than anything I've ever read anywhere. Because I realized it wouldn't be a lot of fun to be in that room. 
listening to what people were saying about me. And I had consciously worked at changing that. If you weren't a consultant and facilitator for Remodeler's Advantage, what do you think you'd be doing? I uh, maybe I'd be a tour guide because <laughs> I like I like quirky information about places and uh, enjoy sharing it with people. What are you not very good at? Going slow. <laughs> <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car? Which do you clean first? Oh, my room. It's nice to wake up to order. How would I be able to tell you're having a bad day? Uh, you would you would see this black cloud <laughs> over my bald head. <laughs> Have you ever been told you look like someone famous? And if so, who? Uh, we had this one client who thought I looked like Harrison Ford. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I have a hat on, I often get Steve Martin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. And it, it, it's happened in the most amazing uh, situations, too. <laughs> really strange. Okay. That's awesome, Paul. Thank you so much for doing that. Now, we want to hear a little bit about the tool, your special tool to help us in communication. Okay. Thank you, Victoria. So... For the second time in the history of Paul and Nina Winans, we are doing this couples retreat. It's February 7th and 8th in Scottsdale, Arizona. And what, what we, it's only 15 couples, so it's relatively intimate. Everybody doesn't have to talk to the group at large. There's no putting people on a stage and they have to say things, answer questions. Nina and I will make pre a series of presentations about some of the issues that we're, we were talking about today, about communication as one of the major things that we focus on, how to argue effectively, things like that, how to deal with conflict, mm -hmm. how to plan for a future together. Uh, how to talk about things that are hard to talk about with each other. And then we break, break into couples and the couples talk between themselves. And we ask people to share any insights that one member of the couple got. And we also will break the group into groups of people who maybe don't know each other, have them do some work after one of the presentations. Okay. Uh, and basically promoting a sense of, when you leave, you're going to get at least one tool that you can take back. And ideally, you, you never forget and catch yourself using and it becomes a habit. And this isn't just for married couples, right? No, it, it, it isn't. And it's not necessarily just for couples who work together. Okay. It's, uh, it's for people like classically there's a driven entrepreneur and then a supportive spouse who maybe doesn't quote work unquote in the business on a day-to-day -day basis, but mm -hmm. listens to the stories every evening. Right. It's, it's a really good thing for a couple like that because oftentimes that supportive spouse never really is heard mm -hmm. by the crazy entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Well, if your reviews of this one are half as good as the last one, people are going to get, going to get a huge amount out of it so it's going to be a great thing and in a very beautiful location 
and yeah. in February. Yeah. You can't beat that. So, and the, uh, you said and there's Scottsdale. You said right. there's 15 uh, places open for that. Well, uh, it's almost. Right it's starting to sell out. Are not 15. Uh, we're about halfway through. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So, yeah, if anybody's just over interested, halfway through, they should jump on that quick. And we'll put the uh, website on the show notes. Sure, we can do that. All yes. right, great. Right. Well, Paul, this has been awesome. I think people are going to get a lot out of it and make us think and be aware of what we're doing when we're communicating with people around us. Now, before I let you go, though, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience. Well, Victoria and Mark, listening to and the audience, listening to what I was saying through this whole thing, you can get super frustrated by what goes wrong, but the real opportunity as a business owner, a leader, a member of a couple is focus on what goes well. Okay. Don't take that for granted. That's right? wonderful. Focus on what goes well. All right. So that is what we should be doing every time we start these communication processes, eh? Yeah. Yeah, because if you focus on what is going wrong, people shut down. Mm-hmm. If you if you say this is this is just the bomb, it's I can't believe the progress we've made mm-hmm. in in this particular issue, and it wouldn't have happened unless we started changing some of the things we naturally do. Right, that's wonderful, Paul. Thank you so much. I can see. And by the way, yeah, I just got word uh, another member has signed up so we're up to nine nice all right so closing in on the end here happy freaking day (laughs) (laughs) yes for sure thank you so much paul for being with us it reminds me one more time why you're such a popular facilitator and a member of the remodelers (laughs) advantage team thank you so much for sharing and i look forward to seeing you again very soon same here thanks mark thanks victoria thanks Bye -bye. bye paul You know, one of the things that Paul brought up is the whole concept of just being aware of yourself. I just don't pay that much attention to the way I'm acting that often. Clearly. (laughs) Obviously, I guess I need to do more of that. You know, no, I know it's 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 so funny. Well, I mean, look at the end of the day, it's what it's one of the things I always say in like any marketing talk or anything I give, where it's you know these owners they they their websites are all about them, and at the end of the day, nobody cares about you; they care about themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, but kind of going along this, that's actually a problem because you're always thinking about yourself, right? And you're not thinking about the other side of that table. It is hard to pay attention to what the uh, counter viewpoint is when you are sure you've got this fabulous idea or you're sure you know the best way to approach something. It's very difficult to let go of that and listen to what the other person's saying instead of getting ready your next argument. That's exactly right. I mean, that, you know, I'm as guilty as anyone about it. It's, it's one of those things where if I'm engaged in any kind of a intense conversation, I, I, I catch myself not even really listening because I'm mm-hmm. already formulating my next point, my mm-hmm. big, my next big attack that's mm-hmm. going to be really going to make you understand. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when they don't understand, they just close down and finally throw up their hands and say, whatever you want. <laughs> right. Well, that's the goal. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Bite your tongue. Just kidding. Well, he did say that entrepreneurs live for confrontation. Yeah. And. I definitely have the entrepreneur mindset and yeah. I love how many times have you and I been talking and I just take the counterpoint 
even if I don't yes, believe in it. Very just to, <laughs> yeah, very annoying. But it's but it's so much fun uh-huh. to just take an opposing viewpoint. Oh, yeah, just to argue for the sake of argument. Well, Not me, man. Well, Paul's Paul's awesome. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a great episode, and and I know we only scratched the surface. I mean, he yes. he's done this retreat um, before, and you know, it's two days, mm-hmm. right? Two full days. So if that's what you got out of. 30 minute episode imagine what you're going to get out of a two day retreat yeah it's, it's going to be, be awesome. good mm-hmm. and it is pretty ironic that he just sold one yeah that's right here right. as we were While doing we this yeah. that's cool so, so um yeah if you want uh, apparently he's only got a handful left so don't hesitate we'll have a link in the show notes yep but uh, as always we appreciate you being here very much so and uh thanks for listening i'm mark harari and i'm victoria downing see you next week This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.